Okay, very good evening to all, huh? brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. We are still early, another two or three minutes before 8.10. Huh? So today is uh, 17, huh? is it? Oh, 18 already, huh? so fast. Huh? 18 of April, yeah, 2019, Thursday class at Redes house. Huh? So we will be starting our class in the next one or two minutes. Uh, but before that, eh, I just want to share with you all what we have discussed just now. Eh? You look at the whiteboard. Eh? That one sounds very familiar. I, I purposely want to highlight this because what I realized was Eric learned so fast. Eh? I was thinking, how come he can learn so fast? Eh? Then when he wrote all this, eh, then I start to understand why he learned so fast. He was 14 over years in depression, you remember? Half his life was in depression. And because he was subject to all those things, he can relate to what I teach very fast now. How the wrong thought condition his misery, suffering, yeah? and how it creates all the fear, the phobia, all this from memory accumulated to lack of understanding. Then when he starts to see all this happening, that's why he starts to test it out, put it into practice. Then when he tests it out and put it into practice, he realized this is tormenting him and making him miserable. Then he wants to take care of his life. He don't want to subject his life to all this. So what he did? He reversed all this. He tried to develop virtue, right thought, positive thinking, faith, spiritual faculty. So all this starts to transform him. That's why he came to the conclusion, is it why he can pass all the exam now, last time he cannot. Why now he is so much she got he got so much happiness and joy is because he learned this, is it? He said some people learn but don't practice. That's where you go wrong. For him, is it I learn and I practice. How does he practice? By applying what he has learned. He has learned all this in theory. He practices it through life. He can see how he becomes emotional, angry, full of fear, phobia, lack confidence, and why all this wrong talk condition all this misery in him until he cannot deliver, he cannot perform. And he sometimes believes the thought and say, maybe my mom was right. I'm a failure. I'm useless. Yeah. I'm really useless and all those things. But when he starts to understand that this is due to wrong thought through not understanding the Dhamma, then he reverses all this by applying the Dhamma. Then when he applies the Dhamma, he realizes all this gives rise to positive vibe, positive energy, positive understanding, the faith, the contentment, the respect, the gratitude and all. These are very beautiful virtues virtue that can make him so different. That's why he has a lot of joy, a lot of understanding. Then to him, life has become so different. And when this thing happened, he saw the result. Everything he do, he become very positive. Yeah. Then he can apply for a job that he never dreamed of getting them. And yet he get them. Yeah. So a lot of things happen in his life. That's why he put there a million things, is it? Yeah. Then he realized one thing. 
He said, uh, he haven't met anybody uh, who can explain all this to lay people uh, in such simple words. No. Uh, that is where the difference is. Uh, because understanding the Dhamma and able to teach ordinary people is not easy. Uh, to make them understand all this and realize all this is not easy. Uh, so I also came to one conclusion. Maybe most Kayamita are life is too good, huh? homia. You didn't go through enough suffering like him. That's why you don't have the urgency to push yourself and to really develop the understanding. <laughs> That's why you must experience Dukkha half your life like him maybe. <laughs> yeah, for you to be serious. Because he, he really wants to change. That's why he went for motivational course. He went for a lot of, paid a lot of money also, but nothing worked. So finally end up going to temple and look for monk, finally met Suyan. Then Suyan recommend him to come here. That's why I remember the first Thursday class, he became so different. After two sessions, uh, he came and see me. He said, Bertil, I want to talk to you. Uh, he said, a lot of the things you share is very, very good. It makes a lot of sense. He said, that is what is happening to him. That's why he can relate them very well. And after that, he came and see me. He made an appointment and we talked for about three hours. Uh, after that, Suyan asked me, how was the thing going? I said, he's okay already. Uh, and the next day, uh, he really replied to Suyan and thanked Suyan no, that he, he's already out of the thing. And he somehow said, this is a permanent fixer, not a temporary one. <laughs> so these are the beauty, beauty of Dhamma. When you understand, the most important thing is learn it. Put it into practice by applying what you learn. Means see it in your form and mind. How all these wrong thought, evil roots, actually condition you into so much negativity, so much suffering, misery, like your fear, phobia, and all this. The Buddha already said, all this negative mind state, born of wrong thought, born of self-delusion, will never help you. It can never solve your problem. By having fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow, and lamentation, and phobia, your problem will never be resolved. Understand? Well, these are karmic negativity that will condition negative karma for you to suffer. You suffer more. So if you understand all this, you will know how to unlock yourself, free your mind. Then you can gain back your life through understanding. Means from now onward, vow. Never to arise all this wrong thought, all this mind state that is not conducive for life, that will make you worse. Then you look back and recall what I shared. Whenever you are not happy and not peaceful, the evil roots are there. You have given rise to wrong thought. That is how you check. <laughs> then like I shared with them earlier on, especially to Wendy, when you have really learned the Dhamma and put it into practice and you have developed the understanding, you never complain anymore. You are always peaceful and happy, no matter what happens. And that is the real understanding. Otherwise, it's only theory, no use. Uh, because theoretical Dhamma can never free the mind. Uh, later on, we go through the last Thursday short note. Uh, uh, that one is very good. But I realized 
that outline short note, she managed to get only a very small part of what I share. So I changed quite a lot of things inside there. But also not enough because the recording is so much more detailed. That's why later on you have to go into that recording. That recording is very, very good. Uh, it really allows you to see how the cultivation, when it really takes off, is only in real life, daily mindfulness. Without that, you cannot see. You are as good as blind. Yeah. The real seeing, the real cultivation is life itself. When you are able to apply all this understanding in life, then you see the evil roots really inside your form and mind manifesting. Then how they condition you into negativity through delusion. Then give rise to all the suffering, the misery, the sorrow, the lamentation, and all the negativity of mind state which you never understood in the past. The moment you understand, you wake up. And you will never go back and do this again. Like the analogy I gave to them, if this is burning hot, the moment you touch, next time I tell you, you see the cup, you never go near already. And that is the understanding. When you understand this, the Dhamma, you will never allow yourself to have fear anymore. Phobia, all this negative mind state can never arise. Where you see it very clearly, it has tormented you and made you miserable for so long. And especially for Eric, 14 over years. Yeah. You have not suffered enough after so long. Nothing can help you anymore. Yeah. Normally, for those who have their past, the moment they heard truth, they were awakened. Then they will know what to do. Yeah. You don't have to go through s- such suffering. Not every living being has to go through, but most living beings, need to encounter suffering, to understand suffering. That's why the second turning of the first noble truth. What did the Buddha say? This noble truth or dukkha is to be understood. You have to understand it. Understanding it, the noble truth of suffering, is to experience all this mind state that brings about suffering. That's why whenever you are sick, that is the time to practice. That is the time to understand what the Buddha meant. When the body is sick, the mind need not be sick. Yeah. Then how suffering is like with that disease causing you so much fear, worry, anxiety. You see how your thought project, how we create all those phobia, those fear, those insecurity and all those things. Then you worry about money. <laughs> yeah. And all of these thoughts are negative thoughts and it makes you miserable. But why can't you develop the understanding that this is part of nature's law, part of the first noble truth reality? Birth, old age, sickness and death. This is sickness, disease. It's a common reality for all mankind. So if I understand this, I will accept this as a reality. Then I won't react. I don't create all this unnecessary wrong thought, karmic negativity, then I'm at peace. When I'm at peace, I can have a clear mind to look at the reality, to look at what happened, then resolve it amicably through understanding, which is applying the Dhamma, applying the Noble Eightfold Path, starting with right view, leading to right thought, right speech, right action. Then your whole life changed. 
then all of your wrong thought that creates so much suffering and misery transform into right thought. Through what? Through right view. And the most powerful one is the law of karma, followed by the law of dependent origination. How you function as a human being, how you are conditioned into all this negativity of mind state, evils and all those things that bring about so much misery, suffering. Mm. That's why all this understanding is going to transform you completely. Then when you understand this, you will understand mind. Mm. That's why here, I put here, true mind is pure awareness or spacious awareness. Then the thought, which is the mundane mind, yeah, is when you input the content of consciousness, you shrink into a small space through perception, then you create that thought. And this thought is egoic. Before you become enlightened, this thought is always wrong thought. Because without right view, you cannot arise the right thought. So right thought needs to be developed through wisdom and understanding. Then only you can arise the right thought. Otherwise, it's right according to you. That is not the real Dhamma. The real Dhamma is after you have understood all this then the absence of negativity is good. All this will fall into place. Okay? Yeah. So, tonight one is this two. Eh? Yeah. So, always ask yourself which category you fall into. Yeah? If you fall into the first category, then better don't waste time. <laughs> Go into the second category. Yeah? Follow what Eric tells you. Oh, okay. Adjusted. Eh? Okay, now we can choose two person to light the candle and the incense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nominate two. Uh. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's two of you. Yeah. She was the earliest today. Yeah. She arrived six something. Uh, and sweet Ann was at home. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let us stand. Huh? Okay. Sadhu, 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 sadhu. Sadhu, 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 Sadhu,
Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Yeah, you all continue, eh? can be seated. Okay. Let us compose our mind, develop the faith, sada, virya. Then mindfully, we shall commence the puja chanting. Arahang sama sambuto bhagawa Bodang Bhagavantang Abhiwademi Swakato Bhagavata Dhammo Dhammang Namasami Supatipano Bhagavato Savakasango Sanghang Namami Okay, you all can be seated. Then turn to page one of the chanting book. We shall chant the Vandana onwards. Namo atasu bhagavato arahato samasambuddhasu Namo atasu bhagavato arahato samasambuddhasu Namo atasu bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Buddhang Saranang Gachami 
Dhammang saranang gacami Sanghang saranang gacami Detiampi bedang saranang gacami Detiampi dhammang saranang gacami Tiampi sanghang saranang gacami Tatiampi dang saranang gacami Tatiampi damang saranang gacami Tatiampi sanghang saranang gacami Panati pata veramani sikha padang samadhyami Adinadana veramani sikha padang samadhyami Kamesu michachara veramani sikha padang samadhyami Musa wada veramani sikha padang samadhyami Surame raya majapamadatana Veramani sikha padang samadhyami Now we are chandipadipa puja offering of light Ganda sarapaditena Dipena tamadangsina Tiloka dipang sambutang Pujayami tamonudang Ganda sambarayutena Dopena hang suganghina Pujaye pujaniyantang Puja bajana mutamang Vanna ganda guno petang Etang kusuma santatin Pujayami munindasa Siri pada sarorohe Pujemi bedang kesumenanena Matena chahotumokang Pupang milayati yata idang me Kayo tata yati vinasabhavang Adivase tunobante Paniyang parikapitang Anukampang upadaya Patigan hatu mutamang Adivase tunobante Pale parikapitang Anukampang upadaya Patigan hatu mutamang Adivase tunobante Bojanang parikapitang Anukampang upadaya patigan hatu mutamang 
now we are chant the puja aspiration based on our understanding of all this puja offering. Significance of offering of light. May this offering of light to the Buddha brings forth the causes and conditions to illuminate our mind and help arise the needed clarity and understanding to dispel all darkness or ignorance therein. Significance of offering of water. May this offering of pure, clear, cool water lead us to the pure, clear Dhamma that cools and doses of the fires of all defilements from our mind. Significance of offering of incense. May our morality, virtue and understanding shine forth far and wide, just like the fragrance of this incense which we are offering to the Blessed One who is perfect in wisdom and virtue. Significance of offering of fruits. May this offering of fruits remind us of the dana parami of generosity and the fruit of our karma, so that we will diligently strive on with heedfulness to attain the path and fruition soon as possible. Significance of offering of flowers. May this constant offering of flowers to the Blessed One strengthen our faith and constantly remind us of the impermanence of this body so that we will diligently and sincerely strive on to cultivate sila, samadhi and panya leading to ultimate liberation, the bond-free nibbana, making of oral aspiration. By the power of all these merits, born of these offerings, may our spiritual faculties of sadha, virya, sati, samadhi, and panya be further strengthened until they become balas or powers. Then sharing and transfer merits to all beings. May these merits be shared and transferred to all beings without exception, especially to those who have the condition and affinity to receive them. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Okay, let us be respectful. Bhadang Pujami. Damang Pujami. Sanghang Pujami. Okay, you all can be seated. Then we can have half an hour silent meditation. Just relax body and mind. And maintain some form of attention. Maintain awareness, attentiveness. Then silence your mind completely. And for those who already know how to meditate, you straight away proceed. For those who still need to train their mind, maybe you continue to develop the training. Whatever method or technique that you are familiar with, you can use them. The key is to understand what is meditation. So meditation got two parts. First part is to train yourself to develop the heedfulness. To be heedful, you have to be mindful first. Then stabilize it 
to be ever mindful. So that is the first aspect of heedfulness. When you are able to have this continuous mindfulness, which is the ever mindful state of mind, then you can develop the meditation, which is cultivating the noble eightfold path as taught by the Buddha. Means to understand things clearly with right view, leading to right thought, right speech, right action. Then develop the ability to have the four right effort to constantly purify your mental states while you are living life, while you are in the midst of life. The four right effort is very important to arise your ability to abandon the unwholesome thought, the wrong thought, the wrong speech and wrong action that has the reason. Then the second right effort is to prevent all this from arising through understanding and wisdom. Without understanding, without seeing it, you cannot abandon it. That's why the first right effort will allow you to see it. And when you see it with mindfulness, you know these are evil roots that condition your suffering, misery. And these are all wrong thoughts leading to wrong speech and wrong action. Then the moment they arise, you have to be mindful, aware, then develop the five ways to abandon it. And all the five ways, the best is the third way, which is the meditative way. So in the formal training here, whatever mind state that arise, you're supposed to be aware. Then you deal with it through this understanding. Yeah. So if it's the negative mind state, unwholesome, then you're supposed to silence your mind, just aware and see what happened to it. And when you are aware, your awareness together with the mind state, they are one. Even if your mind is sleepy, sloth and topper, you can silence and maintain awareness. Then the awareness and the so-called sleepiness will be one. When you are able to be aware of that mind state, which can be a mental hindrance, then you see what happens. Because your mind doesn't react anymore, doesn't have any like and dislike. The first two mental hindrances. And because of that, you realize without the mental hindrance, sati will take over, you can still be at peace. That's why your mind state is very important. Without this understanding, you cannot meditate. You just do things without understanding. So when you do things with understanding, means you are able to see all this in the meditation. Mm. Oh, I think it's... No, you turn it the other side. Uh, turn it away from my mind. Uh, okay, thanks. Uh, okay, that will do. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, just now was a bit too soft. Eh? Uh, luckily, see until we up. Mm. So this mind state, you need to have clarity of mind, mindfulness, awareness to be aware. Mm. Then whatever mind state, you will have your reaction of mind. See it very clearly. And when you are aware, you can understand what type of thought. Why this type of thought? Why not other thought? Yeah. 
and how it conditioned you into the evil roots of greed and hatred or the sensual desire you will. This is how the mental hindrance arise. And when they arise, they hinder your mind from entering the meditative state of inner peace, inner calmness. You must see it. Don't verbalize. Don't use the Dhamma. When you are silent and aware, just be completely silent. And with the awareness, just understand what is going on. The moment you understand, you will awaken. Yeah. You don't need to wait. Yeah. The problem with cultivators is they don't understand the real cultivation. They do not understand what is it they are doing in the name of meditation. They look for good mind states. They want good meditation. That is not wisdom. That is in a way craving yeah, for good mind states. Attachment to good mind states, to good meditation. So the real understanding of the cultivation is to stabilize your city. Means develop it first. Then when it's stabilized, then you can use it to meditate. Then the noble evil power fall into place. Yeah. So first is to have right view, to understand things, so that you will not stir your mind, not react, not create unnecessary mental hindrance. When you see it, you just see it. You just relax, maintain awareness. Then the understanding will come by itself. When you do that, you realize the third way is the best way. Because whatever mind state that arise, they are dependent originating condition arising. That's why when you just maintain awareness and don't do anything, they cease to be. And your mind will return to its original state of stillness, tranquility of mind. And that is your meditative mind. And that is the mind you're supposed to develop. And you're supposed to stabilize it. So to stabilize it is not to do anything. Just allow it to be. Then see what happens. Sometimes through habitual tendency, your mind wants to do something. It will create thinking again. Then it will create all the mental activity again. So observe it. Understand it. Then through the understanding later on, when you come out of the meditation, you can reflect, contemplate. Then you can develop the understanding. And when you understand, you can apply it. The next time, you will know what to do while in those states of meditation. <coughs> the third way will bring about peacefulness of mind, calmness of mind. But when you live life, you realize you are not able to every time run away from problem and go to a quiet place to meditate or able to gain back your calm state of inner awareness, the meditative state. You have to move on to the fourth way. The fourth way is to trace the origination factor. <coughs> How did all this negativity of mind state, the evil roots enter your mind? Before you are unhappy, before you are emotional, there was no emotion and unhappiness. Before you are fearful, there was no fear. Before the reaction of mind, there was no 
pleasure, desire and ill will. All this come about after. After what? After your sense of consciousness become active. Then via your views, opinion and conditioning, the wrong view conditions such negativity of mind state. That's why you become afflicted. You become conditioned into such mind state. Then you cannot meditate. Then you cannot develop the ability to be peaceful, aware, because you create a lot of thinking through not understanding. But when you understand, you don't do anything. So you just observe where you are a form and mind, a physical body with a consciousness trapped inside. Upon contact, consciousness will arise. Maintain mindfulness awareness. Then you will be able to understand clearly what happened upon contact. Not through the words, not through the Dhamma, through actual awareness. When you really aware, see what happened. It's just the awareness finish. And when you continue to be aware more and more, more and more, then the space between thought, they will surface. Then through your understanding, your mind will not stir, will not react. That's how you cultivate. Then when in the form of meditation, you can stabilize your mind and develop the ability to be very mindful. Then this stability will allow your mind to settle down and become very quiet, very peaceful. Then you will experience piti, sukha, and finally, pasati. Pasati is the tranquility of mind, stillness of mind, the silent mind, your meditative mind, your true mind, which is beautiful. Just aware, nothing. No thought, nothing. No word, no verbalization, no concept, nothing. That's why there is no fear, no worry, no anxiety. If there is no sankhana, Everything is beautiful. That's why you have to experience this more and more, more and more, more and more, until the positive become very stable. Then your mind will enter stillness, enter city. And when your mind enters city, your mindfulness becomes very different. When you stabilize it, it becomes samadhi, it becomes more refined. And it has the collectiveness, mind, your mind is collected and unwavering, then it can understand better. During that time, every moment of sense experience upon contact, whatever happens will be very clear to you. And this is what the form of meditation is supposed to be. That's why today there is some condition, so I give you this instruction. And you go back, understand it, then put it into practice. Then check for yourself. That's how you can develop the progress. Otherwise, I realize not many people understand what they are doing when they meditate. They tend to go back to the old way. Huh? Except for those who understand, they develop the ability to progress further. Hmm. But most new people, they are not able to get it. The side tonight instruction is mainly for that purpose. Okay, I'll let you.
develop the training of the mind and the meditation on your own. Then I will ring the bell when the 30 minutes is up.
Asian, eh? then the basics, eh? we will chant the invocation to the devas. In this universe, in the entirety, let the devas or deities come here. Let them hear the good teaching of the king of sages, which gives heaven and release Nibbana. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. This is the time to listen to the teaching. Samanta Chakravalesu Atra Gachantu Devata Sadamang Munirajas Sunandu Sagamokadang Dhammasavanakalo Ayam Badanta Sango 
session which is meditation reporting followed by whatever question you may have. Eh? You want to report your meditation or ask any question, you just raise your hand. Eh? Ah yes. Pass the mic to Tammy. <coughs> Like spinning, 
fellow meditator also worried about her. Cannot stop her. She said she cannot do anything to it. It was shaking like anything. But later on, after I explained, after quite a while, then only all this slowly, slowly gone. Because they do Reiki, a lot of energy inside. And at first when I explained that they have a lot of energy in their body, they don't believe, no, right there, well, I'm okay. I, I don't feel the energy. Then I say, why are you moving? <laughs> oh. At first she didn't realize she was moving. No? She thought it's a man holding until people at the side say, you were moving. And at times very violently too. <laughs> yeah. So some people have that tendency, but nothing to worry because whatever that arises, you are here to develop the meditative understanding of what happened. So that is more important. So when your inquiry came, actually that was the right inquiry. Do I understand what I am doing while in that state? Uh, because you didn't probe deeper, understand? You probe deeper, then you understand what is meditation. Meditation is to develop the understanding of what is going on in your form and mind, so that you can develop the wisdom. So to do that, you need sati. You need heedfulness. So if your sati is not established, you need to establish it. You establish it. That's why when you say you go back to your heart and maintain awareness, good, just do that. Forget about the other thing. Don't allow the slightest fear, worry, the doubt. Because when you are not sure, that itself is a doubt. Understand? That itself is a worry. And the memory will recall. This thing happened to me a long time ago when I just started meditation. How come it's coming again? So this thought will create this type of doubt in you. And it will create this type of mind state to arise. So if you can recall what you are supposed to do while in the form of meditation, that is very easy. Then the inquiry is correct. Do I understand what I am doing while in this form of meditative state? So the inquiry will drive you. Am I heedful? If I'm not heedful, I need to train. I train. Because you are already sensitive, you can feel your heartbeat and all those things. So go there. And when you go there, don't doubt. <laughs> the moment you doubt, you will try to do many things. You will run all over. Then like this one not calm, that one not calm, then you want to seek for calm. Then the thought will tell you, try this, try that. No point. Just relax and silent and whatever that can make you calm and peaceful and in a state of relaxed awareness again, just go into that. Stabilize that. Once you stabilize that, you will come to know your energy will start to slow down. Slow down. Then that swelling effect, eh? in fact many meditators have that. In the early day, I remember when I was in the office, I used to sit and meditate. Then immediately after I sat, not long, the, the mind like you are spinning, rotating. Then because I'm fully aware, I just let it be. I don't react to it, I don't fight it, I don't develop like and dislike that, I just continue to be silent, relaxed. Then after a while, the effect, that the, the movement, like no more. Then it stabilizes. That's how I come to know. If I don't react to it, I don't create any mental hindrance of sensual desire or evil or doubt, then the mind settles down. 
there's a tea, take over. Then everything return to normal. For me, I don't have energy. I don't touch psychic. So I don't develop energy fuel. So I don't have this movement and, and, and violent vibration. I don't have one. Yeah, my nature is different. So coming back to your case is now very clear and very simple. Whatever happened, you check, am I heedful? If I'm not heedful, I need to train, I train. I just go back, I silence my mind. That's why the four support is very important. Am I relaxed? Not relaxed, I relax. Then I accept the reality of the moment. Whatever happened, I accept. Then I silence my mind to develop the understanding. How can I understand? Unless I'm aware of what is going on. The mental movement. All this conditioning. The heat. You have to be careful. Huh? Don't go and listen to all those people who tell you the four elements. Huh? Oh, now got conditioned to test the four elements, the heat element. Huh? You are verbalizing. All the Dhamma come out. Understand? Huh? Forget about it. Just aware. Relax. Aware. When there is a yin-yang imbalance, you will know. You will feel it. Like when you are in the Sunday class. Huh? That's why I, I like to mix. Thursday class, Tuesday class, you go aircon. Eh? You go to Wu Bing Jing Se, no aircon. Uh, then if you can meditate there, you can meditate anywhere. Because that place is a bit stuffy, understand? Uh, and is the heat will build up there is in the afternoon, three o'clock to six o'clock. Then sometimes the fan also a very loud one. The traffic is laggy loud because it's just next to the highway. And the lorry and everything. That's why you can meditate under such conditions. You can meditate anyway. Then what is more important is when you are in the whooping jing if you don't know how to endure all these nature's conditions, your mind will react, I tell you. You will compare. Are you Thursday class, Tuesday class, Cameron Highland, oh, very nice, aircon, everything. Here, stuffy, hot, sweat. Then sometimes the place I sit, uh, don't have fan on. Uh. Then Miss Lee put one behind the whiteboard here. I asked her to off it because that one directly blow at me. Uh, so sometimes it's stuffy. I can feel the thing fill up. Yeah? For me, it's natural. I have to accept it. We have conditioned like that. Things will be like that. you got two choices, like I always say. React to it and become miserable and unhappy. Then all your meditation gone. Accept it, be at peace and learn from it. Then I realize, because I can sit there, I can sit anywhere. No matter what the condition is. Then I start to understand my body. So I need to like develop some ability to have some fresh air. Then I will just lie down. Lie down and meditate. Otherwise, I will just relax and on the armchair, I will also meditate. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is to help the cultivator so that this nature's energy can actually help you all. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't need to do anything actually. Yeah. Whether I do or I don't do is the same. There inside no movement at all. Yeah. So sometimes if the condition is that my nature can understand certain things. 
it is sensitive, it will detect, then it knows what to do. That's not like the non-human. They also will have their own consciousness. Then sometimes they harmonize. Yeah. And most of the time is they harmonize because they like our energy too, our wisdom energy, and they like to tap. Then they rejoice. Then there's a lot of things happening. So meditation is not just something that is very straightforward. Different time you encounter different conditions, different state of mind, different experiences. So the skill is understanding what is meditation. Then you ask yourself, what am I doing? Two things to check. Am I heedful? If you are heedful, no more question. Then meditate. Understand that? Heedful means you are already mindful, aware, and you know how to relax. Then you can develop the understanding of what is going on within the form and mind. Then you will understand clearly who are you, what are you, and how all this develop, all this movement develop. So this movement is what the twirling is all about. Paticca Samopada. Dependent originating condition, right? Then like that day, Engbi, when he sits silent in the house without any distraction. It was heavy rain. All the vibration, everything, the gutter, everything, hmm. that movement and the vibration, he just away, 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 away. Then as all these things settle down, all of a sudden, deep inside, there's an understanding that everything is dependent, originating, condition arising. Without condition, nothing arises. Then how does she perceive all this? How does she develop the awareness of all this? Because there is a form and mind of nature there. And she can differentiate between the two minds. One is the conscious mind, depending originating, conditioned mind, the worldly mind, that arise through contact of senses. When your sense bases make contact, it arises the respective sense of consciousness. So when it arises, she just aware, finish. Understand? But if you don't have the wisdom and the understanding and the stability and awareness, you can be lost in thought. That sense or experience can trigger off thinking, sankara activity and movement. That's why your stability or mindfulness cannot be developed. Then you cannot go into the silent mind, the stillness of mind, the what they call paucity state, the tranquility and stillness of mind, which is completely without thought. That is the one that will develop the wisdom, the understanding. You will awaken by itself. No words on, no dhamma, nothing. You need to have that stability. Unless you have that, all this understanding cannot come. Then I also share with you, remember, during the early days, I was fully aware in my heart here. The awareness also. Then one day, all of a sudden, I realized there was no one inside there. This one is like a machine, mechanical, form and mind, like the physics experiment. Yeah. Then that awareness is just from the nature, arise, pass away, arise, pass away, and there's nobody inside there. And thought is a dependent originating thing, nothing to do with the nature. You are the awareness which is beyond all this creation. The understanding is there by itself, through that silent mind, awareness. If you don't experience this, what you try to relate is all Dhamma, theory, knowledge. 
nothing to do with the reality. The reality is when your awareness see all this, experience all this, and be with it, then you awaken. That is the real Dhamma. Then after that, you can relate to all the teaching, not the other way around. The other way around is to use the teaching and go and look for that state and believe that you are in that state. You understand? It's the opposite, the other way around. So if you do that, you never learn. You will be forever wasting your time doing thought-based meditation. That's why you need the sati, the daily mindfulness, the heedfulness. That is what the Buddha emphasized on. So without that, there is no meditation. The Buddha make it very clear. The heedless eyes you take. So in the form of meditation, you cannot do it. You don't stand a chance when you go out into the daily mindfulness, into life. Where when you are engaged in life, your senses, all your six senses, they are fully engaged. And you don't have the stability of daily mindfulness. You cannot cope. You cannot see at all. You are as, as good as a blind man. <laughs> Completely blind within the spiritual field. But your thought is very active. That's why meditation is about mindfulness, heedfulness, awareness. Nothing to do with the thought. The thought is for you to live life. To understand who you are, what you are, what that form of mind is. The far aggregate of form of mind, the so-called human being that you call yourself. You have to understand what this is. Even though it's not you, impermanent, unreal. But it is connected to your karmic nature. It's part of you. Because part of your karmic nature. So this one, you have to do your duty. This one is subject to karma. You have to take care of this. Even though the ultimate Dhamma or true Dhamma doesn't recognize any of this. Because when you are able to realize the true Dhamma. So in true emptiness, emptiness, there is no Dhamma at all. No form of mind, no this, no that. But this belongs to the conditioned world. Like in the Heart Sutta, it becomes very clear. Then when you understand, you need both sides of the wisdom to understand life and to live life. Without the ultimate Dhamma awakening, means the understanding of the unconditioned, and the understanding of the conditioned Dhamma, you can never understand life, and you can never understand who are you, what are you, and how you can live the noble life uh, of an enlightened being, no way. Yeah. So, regarding your question now, I think it's very clear. Huh? If you are not hateful, develop the stability of hatefulness. If you are hateful, silent everything and just use that to meditate, to develop the understanding. Then you will understand what I tell you later on. Because all this I develop to my own understanding. That's why I know. When there is yin-yang imbalance, the energy will build up. So initially, I remember during the early days, the slightest yin-yang imbalance, I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. Then I just relax into it. But the moment you locate your gateway, all your yin-yang imbalance will melt into it. Because for me, I don't have much yin-yang imbalance. My yin-yang is already more or less balanced. But the moment I go through the gateway, everything stabilizes. 
and I never have any yin yang problem until today. There was a wait, uh, wait, Adeline, let me finish this. There was this acupuncturist guy, you know. He is supposed to be very good, trained from China. You know? He got a machine uh, that can measure people's yin yang, whether balance or not. You know what he did? Uh? Well, my brother went to Singapore and learned acupuncture, and he got a, a I don't know what you call the degree or what. Uh, he he passed the stage and he can become a practitioner. Then we met this guy, you know, who came and talked to him. You know, he bring out all this. His, then he check everybody's in yang. You know, all got problem. Uh. Then he check mine. You know, he look at me. You know, he said, "Who are you?" I have never seen a person with a yin-yang perfect one, is it? Oh, he cannot understand. Then I smile. I just give him a hint. I say, I meditate. Yeah, meditator also got yin-yang problem one, is it? Uh, but he doesn't know what type of meditation I do. And now you, you share. Uh, Adeline, yes. Uh, on it, on it. This one on, yeah. Push it. Ah uh, yes, uh, yeah. Um, Your experience. I, I real, uh. I'm, when I'm in a deep state of meditation, uh-huh. yes, uh, very silent. I know. Uh. I feel that like I'm not sure whether it's a yeah. gas or yeah. what. It's like pa 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 pa. Oh, it's explosion. They call it explosion. Uh. Uh. I I thought it's gas. No no no. It's release. It's really. They, some people use the word explosion. Huh. Yeah, explosion is a type of energy release. That's supposed to spark of understanding. Uh. Oh, it's from the heart. Yeah, go the heart down. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot of vibration. Yeah, vibration yeah, 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 yeah. Then it will, it will release it out. Release it out. Then after that, it will stabilize. Uh, and stabilize. the ears, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, very sharp. Yeah, yeah. Recently, it will come. recently yeah. it's yeah. always like that. All, all, all these are the gross vibration. They have to cease. They have to cease. Yeah. That's why different people are different. Okay, yeah. when, when for, I'm for you, mindfulness, I can my teacher Ajayandra, yeah, he also go through explosion. He they call it the explosion. Uh, it's like inside there, there is this explosion. Then it's like the awakening start to happen. Yeah. But these are wisdom energy actually. Yeah. But you need to release all this. <coughs> but those who did the mindfulness through wisdom way and understanding one, they don't go through this one this way they don't have to go through but I heard a few of my teachers they go through this because they get involved in energy field first uh, then only they do this I'm the only one that developed the pure Dhamma understand I don't touch energy field that's why my last teacher he liked me he keep on telling me he said he said always remember nothing free you except wisdom don't touch psychic. I look at him, I say, I understand. I already knew all this, all the way. He said, that's why you are on the right track. I said, he don't want to use the word right path. He said, you're on the right track. He said, a lot of people become greedy. They play with energy. They touch energy. Then they go into pure, what they call, occult. You know what is occult energy, you know? This word, you go back and check. O C C U L T. 
you know what is Okaona? <laughs> there is this psychic energy, yeah? psychic feel. Occult is supposed to be more pure than psychic, but it's also energy feel. Understand? Yeah. So a lot of these people with occult, they actually have wisdom, understanding, but they touch occult. They touch energy field. That's why their wisdom are kept. kept. Yeah. But they have very powerful occult. <laughs> they can heal, they can do a lot of things. Uh, we are my last teacher, he met one in the middle of Klantan, deep inside Klantan, Borneo. Oh, sorry, uh, Kalimantan, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kalimantan, not Klantan. Klantan is the, <laughs> our Malaysia side, Borneo, uh, Borneo, deep inside Kalimantan. Uh, and that one very funny. You want to hear the story or not? Huh? You interested? Huh? <laughs> At the age of thirty-five, he's supposed to die. He know he's dying. At that time, yeah. because I don't know why all these things he never tell other people. He only told it to me, as far as I can recall. Only when I was alone with him, he told me all this. Then after that, he received a phone call. In the middle of nowhere, no. that phone call was made from Kalimantan. No. That teacher called him. No. You know what was that teacher? It's a really a pair with a short. No. Last time Chinaman, no, no. my father from China, no. the, the short, no, you know, very loose one. Big, big pocket and all of it, very loose. No. A pair with a singlet. No. He showed me the photo. That's how I saw the photo, you know. He said, call him no, from nowhere. Then he answered that call. Then he asked him, who are you? He said, you don't have to worry, who am I? I was told to look for you. Oh. Oh. And you know who told him? No? Those great being up there. Yeah, this fellow go all come. He said, You have a problem. Without me, you are going to die. With me, I can extend your life. Because he got this all come. Then, because he said in such a way, he knew this guy is not ordinary guy. And no reason for him to deceive him. He said, When you have made up your mind, you decide to come, you let me know, I will arrange for you to come. And you know, he went with the wife. Four days, three nights. You go through the no-water track. Uh, until finally they reached the place in the middle of nowhere, Kalimantan inside there. Then he met this Ape. Then this Ape talked to him. Uh, he said, I know who you are. I was sent to look for you. He said, you will die if I don't help you. Then he asked him, no, you want me to do it for you or you do it yourself? Huh? So what do you want? You want people to do it for you or you do it yourself? My dear last guy, very funny. He said, if I let you do, then I depend on you. Understand? 
without you, I don't know what will happen. Well, I cannot extend my life. I want to do myself. Do you know what he told him? You do yourself. Do you know how long it will take you? It will take you at least another 25 years. And you have to do it with that type of meditation and understanding. Then he somehow said, you will suffer like crazy. Because you want to do it yourself. But he doesn't want to let the occult heal him. <laughs> because he he is he is quite doubtful. Eh? He is scared. Eh? If he let the occult heal, anything go wrong. Eh? He doesn't know what to do also. Then, of course, he trusts that guy. And the guy is very powerful. So finally, he told him, Thank you so much, he said. I will do it myself. And he really learned the meditation there and the training there. And you know what happened after that? He went back to Indonesia for one month. He survived. He didn't die. Then he remembered that a pet told him, you have to go somewhere very quiet. Nobody can disturb you. And he was an accountant, a full-fledged qualified accountant. So he went to New Zealand. You know, New Zealand, uh, more sheep than human beings. Uh, the sheep population is about 60 or million. Human beings less than 5 million, 4 whole million. So he went there, he migrated there. And he was there for 25 years. Age 35 until 25, almost 60. Then only he fully healed and recovered. That's how he came out and shared. And the moment he came out, my dad Singapore friend located him when, and asked me to go. I said, I don't want. Then six, seven times the condition came. That's why I met him. So that was the story. But there were a lot of other stories in between. No need to listen. These are all occult stories. Uh, even the Olympic that time, uh, from Kalimantan, eight of them there. I think about eight, and he told me, don't know, six or eight, I forgot. And he said, you want to go and see Olympic? Huh? And all of them say, yeah. He said, okay, close your eyes. Zoop, through the Okawa. Huh? All of them there, you know, look at that, that, that Olympic stadium, you know, and saw everything there. Then after zoop, come back, huh? then they ask, what you saw, what you saw? All can describe. <laughs> That's how you think is story. Yeah. <laughs> You think it's very tale. Not until you meet this type of people. But he knew. I don't touch this thing. That's why he keep on telling me, you are lucky, he said. You are lucky. And he said, never, never touch that thing. Nothing free as a wisdom. And he also knew. But the only problem with him is he go through the what they call energy field. He he like the pure energy. Uh, he go through that one. So his one is the opposite of what we do. What we do is the wisdom way. So we develop the wisdom first, the understanding first. Then there is no danger of walking into the wrong what they call the wrong field.
or landmine. <laughs> when you have the wisdom, you are protected. But the trouble with this wisdom is very difficult to develop the wisdom. Because what he did and what we did were two opposite. Well, I came to know later on. After he explained to me, yeah, then I know. He said, do you know how these people meditate or not? Everybody do it through thought and through energy. They can never find. So, what happened to him? Well, he was very lucky because he came from a civilization. I think also the Alpet teach him. Then he told me later on, uh, as he was recovering, uh, he met one guy uh, in, in the astro, not our astro, uh, the astro. You know the two different meanings, uh, A-S-T-R-A-L and A-S-T-R-O. <laughs> so he met him in the astro up there. And he told me uh, at that time, uh, this teacher already 600 years old from the Himalayas. Uh, this time, correct, uh, Himalayas. <laughs> uh, and this is the one that taught him the gateway, uh, that meditation. He asked him, lie down. Then he introduced him to the gateway. That's why he meditated that way, for many ways. Then when I met him, he introduced to me, uh, and this 600 years old, ah, yeah, before, yeah. He, he is very, very different. But when he told me all this, I, I never doubt him. No. I can understand what he was trying to tell me. No. So all these things, unless you are in this field, you can never meet and you can never understand all this. So, this particular encounter yeah, was a very, very special one. That's why after that, when he came down from there, he started to develop his own. Then after he taught me, yeah, then he knew I would leave him. Uh, he remember what he told me. He said, do you always remember when no earthly guy can guide you, the astral one will come and see you. Now after 20 over years, uh, now almost 29 years, uh, None came. <laughs> in the year, I think, I met him about 20 years later, I think. Uh, oh, not 20 years, I think 10 or years later. Uh, I, I think 2008, 2007 or 2008. 1992 to 2008, how many years? 16 years, huh? 92 to 208, 16 years later. The first thing he held my hand, uh, he was so happy, you know. He said, anyone came? I said, none. None. <laughs> then he said, oh, maybe you don't need it. <laughs> so that one, I think a lot of things you can never understand. Huh? So what I want to explain, he go through the energy, he got this pure energy. Then he got this gateway, understand? No? So he straight away went in, no? And his consciousness transformed, no? He has the direct seeing everything, no? 
but he don't have the Dhamma. You understand? Huh? So he developed the wisdom after that, no? through his own like investigation. No? So that's why he can understand Krishnamurti. He can understand. But where he went wrong was, he cannot understand Anatta. He cannot understand that form of mind. He still believes there is a true self inside there. That, that thing is real. That nature is him, very powerful. He even told me, uh, you know what he told me? Uh, he said when he was in that thing, uh, inside there, uh, his energy, uh, he, his, 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 I don't know whether all count all the energy, uh, he tested it. Uh. He said, uh, if he want to destroy earth, uh, he can destroy uh, that type of energy. Uh. Oh. That's why you can never understand. So he got this uh, totally different type of understanding you know, that this is real you know, to him. That's why he, he said he saw this thing coming up, the nature inside there. Uh, of course, he called it the soul. Uh, the soul, you know, he said, this horror is very powerful. But he cannot understand that this form of mind is not him. That's why his understanding is different. And every time he learn, uh, he learn from life, uh, but he can never get the understanding because he got no dhamma to guide him. So every time he make mistake, uh, then you know what he do? Uh, he change his way, you know. So last time initially when he just came out, uh, he was showed and activate the gateway for those who come and see him. And so uh, Then he told me, uh, all these people got a lot of coming. He said, oh, you always say, filthy, that type of energy, he said really really filthy he said luckily he know how to flush it out he said here he 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 activate then he received then the other side flush it out but he said he suffered he was sick for quite a while. then inside uh, i told myself this is interference uh, you interfere with people's karma you will carry all this but he doesn't understand he doesn't believe in karma so what happened was after a while then he realized uh, People don't appreciate what he has given. No? <laughs> then he always give this type of energy. You know, you know what he told them or not? He said, it's just like you are a beggar. Okay? You come. Huh? You ask for what? You ask for money, you know, food, you know, all the But instead he give you the best. No? That gateway to your nature. No? It's like a gem. No? Then as a beggar, you hold that gemstone. You don't know it's a gem. No? You thought it's a stone, no? This is a stupid fellow. I came here for food. I'm a beggar. You give me a stone for what? He said, this is a gem. This is not a stone. This is the gateway to your nature. You can become enlightened. You can become very powerful, very beautiful. That's why he gave this analogy. No? And yet people, lucky don't understand him, no? And you know what he did after that? He said he's going to be selective. He don't want to activate anyone. Ah, Adeline will know where she was with us earlier. He said he don't want to activate people. He don't want to give this free or oh, he want to let other. He got a lot of his own thinking. Why he liked me? Because he knew I went through something else. For us, it's different. We develop the wisdom first. Then, we locate the gateway. That's why after that, I don't need him. I know how to move. I know the transformation inside. He doesn't really understand. He knows this is very powerful. That's why he finally touched Okao. He also do all this. 
but his account is different. He go from pure energy inside that. He know how to go through the gateway. He know how to develop this pure energy. Uh, then he he his his whatever mundane mind everything also actually transform. But he don't have the dhamma to guide him to understand all this. The mundane and the supra mundane mind. That's why he live according to what he understand, and, and he he is very strong in his his what they call mindset. He he believe like that means like that, yeah. And he he just continue to do the thing his way. That's why he has a lot of other problem later on. I was told. Yeah. In fact, before I left him, the other group that took over from us. Uh, they already told us they can't really understand him, but people respect him because he got a lot of very powerful pure energy, and people love that type of energy. Then he went to Penang, so Penang also got follower and all this. He went to Indonesia, but all these are psychic field, occult and all those things. So whatever it is, now later on, the first batch that follow me. I try to explain this to them, but they don't believe. They prefer psychic account. That's why they went all over. Uh, I say it's up to you, your life. You decide who you want to learn from. Uh, because this is nature. Condition like that, things will like that. That's why after that, I think 208. Uh, uh, that trip, I think, in, uh, sorry, Sui Han and Mi Fong, uh, they all joined me to New Zealand. Uh, that was the time before it broke off. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't go. Oh, me for one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 208, is it? I remember. 208. Uh, I remember too. After that, I, I, I came and shared SGBA. Uh, I came back and shared because the Maitreya came with the message, asked me to move. The moment the message came, uh, this split happened. No? They themselves go and create the split uh, and decide to go to him. No? And there is one that lead them on. Uh, you know what they say or not? They quote my word. No? That's why I always say don't quote me it's because of that. One of the reasons. You know what they say. No? Last time I used to say, uh, he is my last and the best. You remember? I always say this, he is my last. But he showed me the gateway. That's why not. But I never say he is my best teacher in the wisdom world. <laughs> and they cannot understand. No? Then they say, where go people follow student? Or? Sure, follow teacher. No? So they greet. So they went all over. Yeah. But he passed away last year. He passed away last year. Yeah, he passed away last year. was in Indonesia. Then a few years before he passed away, he stopped teaching. Yeah, he stopped teaching. I don't know, something happened. Hmm. Ah, the wife got a stroke. Uh, maybe. Uh. Oh, no more already. Long time ago. At first, he seems to pass to that Singapore guy. That's, yeah. And that's, yeah, also, I don't know. <laughs> I think cannot handle or what. Then the thing just died off. Uh, uh. I also don't know what happened. Uh, uh, but the first patch, some of them still contact me, meet up with me. Yeah. And we still go for lunch, dinner, and other things. Yeah. So whatever it is, yeah. 
there is condition I just share, huh? but do not go and create unnecessary misunderstanding. Just let it be, you understand? Because there was no condition earlier on. That's why I didn't even want to explain anything. People come and ask me, I just say, never mind, let things be. Uh, then only those, a few who are close to me, I explain a little bit because no point. It will lead to more misunderstanding. Hmm. Now that there is condition, because you all can understand better. So that's why there are two paths. One is develop the wisdom first. Then only locate the nature. This is much, much more safer. Without the wisdom, you touch even Okao. Let's say you don't go into psychic. You touch Okao. Then I tell you, without the Dhamma, without the prototype, this truth is very difficult to find. Very difficult to understand. It's exactly like his meditation. His meditation, if you don't know how to realize that nature, that nature, means like Huineng says, straight away take you to the no thought. Wunen. No thought state. You will definitely go through thought-based meditation. And thought-based meditation, you can never realize the truth. Where the truth is beyond thought, beyond mind. So for you to realize this, it's very difficult. Unless you've got good teacher. Even good teacher, it took me how long to, to condition, uh, not to say condition, to let you understand or to give you the confidence. Because it's so different than the Sahara. Especially when he's teaching of no thought. Luckily, you got six page here, platform sutta, talk about no thought. Otherwise, you all are very difficult to accept all this because all the teachings are all thought based. So in a similar way, without the Dhamma by the Buddha as a prototype, for you to find out the truth, even the three right view, is very difficult. You understand? Because it involves the unconditioned and the conditional. And he has never realized the unconditioned. Yeah, he doesn't know how to seize his mind. He believes that consciousness is him. He believes when he dies, he can stay with this. You know, when you stay with this, where do you go? The formless right. Like Alara and Udaka. Yeah. We are this one. They know they are not the form. They just know the form and mind is not them. And they don't even have the word form and mind. They know this body doesn't belong to them. Where their nature is inside, he said. And this one is actually the formless rhyme consciousness. And they live very long up there. That's why he keep on telling me, uh, he came down from there. Long, long time ago, he said. And when he came down to certain of this vibration, I said, so gross, he don't want to come down. And then, uh, then he didn't know what happened. He took a human form. Uh, because coming. <laughs> and also because of my nature's condition, because of my that vow. I vow to realize the highest wisdom. That's why because of that vow, he need to meet me. And seven times. Uh, the first six times I refused to see him. Uh, 
You no point. That time I already had the Dhamma. I don't need any teacher. I don't need anybody. Then when the sign keep on happening, uh, then inside I knew I must meet this person. I don't know who he is, but I must meet him. That's why I went out and meet him. And the moment I met him, I held his hand. Uh, he know who I am. I know who, what his nature is. That's why everything just meshed. Then that night, everything happened. The moment he activated my gateway, I knew what that thing was and I knew what to do. And I meditated on my own. After that, I just used the Dhamma to understand everything. That's why when I was in New Zealand with him, I remember I told you I meditated on the couch. He was lying down on the opposite side of the floor. And I went into that cessation of my mind. After I went in, I think uh, an hour or two, I'm not very sure. Then when I came out of it, uh, he straight away uh, from the lying down posture, he straight away stand out uh, and asked me, you know, what happened? I said, beautiful, beautiful. Last Thursday I shared with you all that. Uh, I said, it's like I understood the whole thing. I said, like I have this nature, which is the oneness nature, the phenomenon, the pneumonal world, with all the phenomenal world within. Nothing is apart from it. Then I describe a lot of things. Then he looked at me. He said, this is beautiful. Uh, he cannot understand what that thing is. That's why later on I came to know that he go this way. And he find it very difficult to understand. You know what makes him think that way or not? He read all those Dhamma books uh, in the early years. Uh, where people give to him now. He, I mean, you don't go and speak say this, uh, don't quote me again. Uh. They pass him uh, the Thai tradition, uh, Ajahn Chah's book, the Burmese book. Uh. The moment he read the book, he throw away. The moment he read the book, he throw away. Then Ajahn Chah, he read for a while. He said, what is all this rubbish? I asked him why. He said, they keep on using this word mindfulness. He said, where got mind? Then later on, uh, I reflected on what he said. Uh, then I came up with the answer and I told him, mind in fullness, full of awareness. Then just say awareness. Lah. I say, why the word mind? Mindfulness. He said, mind full of thought, full of rubbish is also mindfulness. He said, I said, Buddhists is like that. Lah. Before they understand, they coin that word. Is it? But after you understand, you don't coin that word. That's why now people use the word awareness. When you are aware, there is no thought. It's just a nature, the awareness, nature. Mm. Okay? Uh, oh. Ah, okay. <laughs> when the, yes. Yeah, brother, ah. I, uh, recently I went to uh, a previous retreat. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Ah, ah, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, you don't like it? I never tried before. Yeah. No, no. What technique he gave to you? Okay. Then after that, store your energy where? Tan Tien. Yeah, you use the energy to heal yourself. It's up to you if you... No, no, it's okay. It's up to you. 
the individual have to decide if you want to use it for health reason, like those uh, qigong and all those things. I I mean, I don't have any objection at all. But it's your life. If you think this is important, this is priority there, you are free to try it out and go for it. For wisdom, for awakening, enlightening, you don't need. You don't need because when you touch energy, it becomes psychic and occult, and that is thought based. Thought based is still thought. Understand? Yeah, thought is energy. You know why thought is energy? Huh? Yeah, E equals to M C square. So thought is a type of energy. Then when you talk about form, element is trapped energy. Understand? That it has mass. Except this trapped energy is not released. Like nuclear bomb. You have uranium. They go through the reaction. Then there is this nuclear fusion. fusion eh? The nuclear fusion will cause that uh, energy build-up eh? to be like very, very extensive and very great. That's why it has the power to create neutron bomb nuclear bomb and all this very high power type of energy bombs. So whatever you touch, if it's thought based, it will be related to energy field. Understand? Where thought is energy and thought is matter. Without thought all this form will won't come about. All of the form are created by thought. That's why thought will higher consciousness. Thought can see form. Understand? Our thought can see all this. But thought cannot see awareness. Do you realize that? You can never be able to use thought to see awareness. Well, thought is a product of awareness. I told you already, eh? spacious awareness. Then you shrink to a small space when you want to perceive something. Then the perception, you input the content, it creates the thought. You go and read the note. Yeah? Next Thursday, when we have time, we read through the notes. The, uh, uh, you can read tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Sunday only fly. Uh. I sent out today, how many read? I think only Ingby. That's why when she came back, when I mentioned the short note, she, she had a lot of joy. That's why you all must read that one. And that one I told you, uh, what is being recorded is less than 20% of what I spoke. You must go and listen to the audio file. What I spoke is very deep in its meaning. After today's explanation, uh, you go and listen. You will understand it very deeply. Uh, it's all about daily mindfulness uh, and how the real Dhamma can arise. Not the theoretical Dhamma. Theoretical Dhamma is words, concept, knowledge. Ideology got nothing to do with the direct seeing. Got nothing to do with the awareness that is aware of this Dhamma. The awareness that is able to be aware of this Dhamma is the real cultivation. And you can really awaken with that awareness. Without that awareness, you can never realize the enlightenment that is beyond thought, beyond mind. No way. That's why you need awareness. That's why the Buddha, before he died, he again reminded the monk, strive on with heedfulness. Apamadena, sambadena, nothing else. 
you strive on and develop heedfulness. The moment you are heedful, you are destined for enlightenment. The heedful never die. The heedless are as if dead. So without heedfulness, you don't stand a chance at all. That's why daily mindfulness leading to heedfulness is a must. And when you can do that, that is the beginning of real meditation. Before that is the training of your mind, developing all the understanding. Hmm. But the real meditation is with sati. Without sati, you cannot meditate. Without sati, you cannot see the defilement. You cannot be aware of all this essential dhamma. You can only talk about it through knowledge, concept and idea, words. But you will never understand what those things are. Do you understand? Not until you are able to be mindful of all this mind state, then only you can understand what is wrong thought. Your wrong thought are thought that condition your fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow, lamentation, phobia, and all. So this one is the cause of suffering. And when you are not aware of this, when they arise, you can never understand. Then you can never understand how all this can condition you into such misery. All these are negative energy fields, negative mind states. And all this comes from memory, accumulation. Good and bad, whatever. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this thought for many uh, years. Uh, wrong thought. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Until now. Yeah. So what I do is I have a very I have uh, awareness. I know that this thought uh, coming in, uh, but it can. It's that is not in. the awareness. That is the thought knowing the thought. Uh, yeah, I know the thought. Uh, yeah. No point. That one is the thought knowing the thought. Uh, like 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 somebody tell you, ah, you I still got anger. Uh, you think he is aware of anger? He's not aware. His thought recalled that he was angry, or she was angry. Oh, That's why this is where you have to learn yeah, uh, this. That's why I say you must be aware when fear arises. I know fear arises. No, you know it's the thought. Uh -huh. But when that fear arises, stay with it, uh -huh. silence everything, and see what that movement is. Oh, okay. What is it that is fearful? Who is fearful? Oh. And what is that movement? Before the fear arrives, you got no fear in there. Oh, yeah. Then what is fear? Fear is never you. Understand or not? Oh, okay, agree. Fear is dependent originating. Okay. Uh, you may think you know there is knowledge, but when you do it, you really understand. So it's been uh, stay with me for a minute, and then it's stuck yeah. inside me, and I'm very suffocated. Yes, because yeah. you never it's relax it's into it and aware. Yeah. Relax, aware. That is meditation. Okay. Then when you relax and aware, you know what happened to all this or not? This will disappear. Oh. Why? Because your original state of mind don't have all this. Oh. All this come about through your wrong thought, yeah. wrong view. That condition you to think like that. You project your thought. You think you are real. Then you create fear. Fear of what? Fear of you, Wendy. Yeah. Not able to get what you want. <laughs> then sometimes when you have disease, fear of suffering, fear of disease, fear of all this complication that will make you miserable. Yeah. So all this fear comes from your own thought, your conditioning, your mental conditioning. See it, experience it. Then when fear ceases, 
you realize that fear was never you. If fear is you, when fear ceases, did you die? You didn't die there. Eh? So how can fear be you? And before fear arise, there was no fear. Then who are you? What are you? What is fear? Yeah, my daughter wanted to say something. You pass the mic to her. Yeah. Never mind, that, that cover is not important. Uh, that cover is not important. Uh, that one is to prevent saliva from going in. <laughs> Yeah. The sharing brought something uh, to uh, something re- I remember because uh, when I started to to be more aware of what I'm going through, uh, your emotion when, when yeah. things uh, things don't go well, yeah, when I'm yeah, uncomfortable, yeah, or yeah, when I feel yeah, like I've been yeah, betrayed, I've, yeah, I've uh, been uh, all what, those negative thoughts, uh, yeah, yeah uh-huh. like, like simple thing like yeah, uh, yeah. I get I donated yeah, money, yeah, yeah. then I. After I donated yeah. at the bus stop, maybe yeah. they say yeah. they're from Heart Foundation, you yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, by the time I yeah. take the bus, before I even reach home, when huh. I'm walking home, uh, huh. I realize yeah. I have doubt. Moving yes. inside there. Yeah. Then, uh. I, that, 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 you say suffocate, yeah, trigger yeah. me to yeah. remember. If uh. it felt like that, uh. and then, I at that time, uh. I remember one yeah. thing from all the talks. Yeah. Why that thought? Yeah. Why not any other, other thought? Yes. That one really helped me investigate yeah, that, that line yeah. of questioning. Yeah, that attachment, uh. I am suffering because yeah. I think I got yeah. cheated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I said, uh. I took the bus, I see, oh, delusion. I think fall down, uh. I never uh, think. Uh. I think yeah. I got cheated, I got yeah, cheated yeah, all yeah. the way until I reached my uh. house. Down, so, I, yeah. so many then, thought I can think, uh, why that I don't want to think. Because that one comes from self-delusion. You think you exist. You think you got cheated. Who am I? Who Correct. got cheated? Who cheated? Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah. Actually, Nobody. I'm, I'm just attaching uh, to the that feeling. The memory, that I thought. Got uh, uh, I that memory, that thought. What happened already? Correct. Passed, the person you, took the money, gone. And you didn't investigate. Yeah. We are form and mind, form and mind. It's all karmic. Yeah. Then yeah. I start to question. Yeah. That, that actually, then that line of question start to penetrate. Broke. Probe who, deeper. Who am uh, I? Am I this type yeah, of person yeah, that yeah, think like this? Yeah, There's so yeah. many good things so to that see. Is uh, the thought. I've got rainbow uh, also yeah. don't see. Why mm. I think this? Yeah, why yeah, I keep yeah, thinking yeah, this? Yeah. I start to ask, who am I? Mm. Am I a negative person? Yeah. Am I just that? Eh? No. Uh. Yeah. Then who is this monkey thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's why actually, in the retreat, you remember my uh, daughter draw uh, that brain? Ah, that one is a cunning one. Then I start to uh, experiment with my mind. I start to say, if I think, yeah. They are genuine, yeah. or even they are not genuine. They got Correct. their reason. They yeah. need my money. Yeah. So they this suffocation yeah. no more. <laughs> yeah. But if I start to think I got cheated, suffocation come back. Like remote control. Wow, my mind uh, yeah. really yeah. control me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. really, you. That's you, why instead. When you think, you thought. Instead of acting with wisdom, you allow the thought to condition you and act negatively. Understand? Yeah, these are all wrong thought. Before you become enlightened. All these thoughts are wrong thoughts, where you don't have right view. So when you have right view, means you trust karma, understand? That's why I mentioned in last Thursday, insecurity is very difficult to root out. Because it involves a lot of understanding. You need wisdom to root out insecurity. You need to understand that everything is subject to karma. So when you understand that it is karma, that create the thought to project and make you insecure or fearful. Then you will have to look back. Why am I fearful? Fear of what? 
fear that things might happen. But that is not the reality. If I take care of karma, karma take care of my life. Finish. Then I got no more insecurity. Then this is for my mind. Whatever I do to people, if there is condition through karma, it will come back. If I have the wisdom, I can avoid it. I need not go through it. I understand and I move. It's just a thought for my mind. How come it has power over me? You read the last Thursday note. Everything is there. It's just a thought. And what is a thought? Arise and pass away. Then how come it has power over you and can make you so miserable? It's because you are deluded. You create this self-delusion, then you think wrongly. That's why you create the wrong thought that condition all this negative mind state that leads to misery. That's why the whole teaching is about right view leading to right thought. That is the Buddha's teaching. Not to go and get yourself entangled with all this. This is how Eric wake up. That's why Eric, I like to quote what he said. He said, some learn, but don't practice. And he even said, after that, they know, but they don't practice. Yes? You learn the theory. No use. He said, for him, I learn, I practice by applying what I learn. Because in real life, he has gone through this suffering, misery, phobia, and depression half his life, 14 over years. That's why he understands this inside out. Then he feel it. He experience it. Aware. Then he realize this movement is the cause. Then like the analogy I give, if this is burning hot, tormenting you, the moment you touch, you feel it. You suffer. You will never touch it again. Where you awaken to it. So in the same way, he say this is eternal. It fix him eternally. Forever. He will never fall back to this anymore. He said. That's why now he learned to develop the right thought with the joy, with the understanding, the confidence, the happiness. Then the clear mind, the calm mind. Then he also knew what I say. None of this can help you solve your problem. No amount of fear, worry, anxiety, sorrow and lamentation can solve your problem. True or not? It makes you worse, miserable. And this one create negative energy field for negative karma to come. You become worse. You cannot hit more. That's why you need right view leading to right thought, right speech, right action to bring about wholesome state of mind, virtue, right thought, wholesome thought. That will make your mind good. That will make your emotions stable, your faith, your understanding. And this will transform you into a beautiful living being. Uh, yes, yeah. So the finishing when yeah, you take yeah. the cup I remember so that yeah, yeah. I am cheated I am a negative yeah, person yeah, all yeah. that right yeah. become very obvious it's the burning hot yeah cup burning hot that yeah. I don't want to touch the burning yeah, kettle anymore that one torment you and make you miserable and you somehow want to hold on to it we, you know why people hold on to it or not they will tell you you know relative this is my problem no not solved yet yeah lah your problem but don't hold like I said no. I didn't ask you to let go no I tell you, this is tormenting you and burning you. What must you do? The natural response is, don't go and create that type of wrong thought anymore. Means, don't go and hold on to this so-called problem anymore. But solve it. Solve it through what? Solve it through an understanding. Then when you don't touch it, it will not torment you. So when you don't think the wrong thought, 
It will not condition you into this negativity. So what must you do? With wisdom, you accept that this is one of the eight reality of the first noble truth. Understand? Not? When I cannot get what I want, I suffer. Isn't it? Like your case, isn't it? You understand? Huh? Huh, you have to use this. Otherwise, yours is very difficult to unlock. Because you like flower vase. Huh? You must always remember. Because there is a lot to do with you. Because you are not old enough to understand old is sickness and death. You are now in the prime of your, 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 your career life. That's why you are more towards the materialistic part. And that part, you have a very strong belief which you find it very difficult to understand. You want both, understand? But you cannot get both because you don't understand the Dhamma. But with this understanding, you can free your mind. Yeah, this is causing you all the wrong talk, conditioning all these things and make you suffocate. Uh, and you feel so bad. But that craving and desire for those beautiful life is the one that gives you the craving to look forward to having all those things. So you got a conflict because you don't understand how to get it. You can get it through the Dhamma way. Understand? No? When you follow the Dhamma, you have noble eightfold path, you develop inward beauty. You remember I told you? Inward beauty. Your nature becomes beautiful. You will have right view leading to right thought. You speak right speech, pleasant, gentle, and good speech. And people will see that and value that more. Instead of attaching to your outward experience. But this one won't last. No matter how well you ICI yourself, sooner or later it will show up. Because this one goes the way of nature. It will decay. So, when you understand all this, then you start to develop the transformation inwardly. When inwardly transform, outwardly become beautiful. You will express yourself beautifully. Because the inside okay, outside no problem. Inside not okay without wisdom, outside big problem. Yeah. Then it will create a lot of suffering and misery. So this understanding is very important. The moment you understand, you will know how to reverse all this. So you will never touch, you will never hold, because this is tormenting you. And none of this negativity or mind state can help you. So what you need to do is to, through right view, accept the reality. This is the reality of life and existence. The noble eightfold power. Uh, sorry, the first noble truth, reality of life and existence. This is the noble truth of suffering. And suffering needs to be understood. Once I understand, I will never allow it to happen again. You understand? Yeah. So understanding suffering is a very important cultivation. But this is real cultivation. When you are aware of your fear, your phobia, your thought projection, your self-delusion, your selfishness, your egoic mind, your emotion, you start to learn. And you start to understand that all these are not you. They are dependent, originating, condition arising. Your true nature is so beautiful. It has none of all this. It only has peace. You remember last time we went through the silent mind, the true mind? Without thought, it's peaceful. It's without all this. And there is just peace, awareness, tranquility, stillness. 
beautiful moment, joy, and all those things. So, so easy to choose, isn't it? You want to live a life of a heedless one who has all this rubbish and become miserable, or you want to have the beautiful mind of a cultivator, a meditator who is always heedful, aware, mindful, peaceful, with all the beautiful mind state and virtue and understanding within. And this is how you make a difference to your life. And with that, you become beautiful. Then you can put it into practice by applying what you learn. Then every time all this negativity of mind state arise, you straight away realize that the wrong thought has arisen. You are not peaceful. You are not happy. And you develop all this. Then you have to understand that these are not real. These are impermanent, dependent, originating, condition arising, cause of phenomena. They arise through the wrong thought due to your self-delusion, sakayadidi. So once you understand all this, your mind immediately releases. It will never be deceived by all this anymore. And this one don't need meditation. This one need contemplation, reflection, and be with it when it happens. This is very suitable for people who suffer a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No need to meditate, yeah, really. But you reflect and contemplate, but you have to go through suffering, understand? Or? You have to experience suffering. When you're aware of all this med- uh, fear and all this negative mind state, that is meditation, you understand? Not to say you don't have to be. What I mean is not what people say when go temple, sit, uh, then torture yourself, make yourself miserable, then develop some calmness, peacefulness, then come out, think that you have good meditation. You don't have to go through that type of meditation. This type of meditation is in daily life. Whenever it arrives, silent. Ah, even at that moment, when thunder hit, that fear arrives, silent. Stay with it. Then what happens? Cease. Everything also cease. Nothing real. <laughs> what is real is just the true nature. Then why do you continuously cling, grubs, and project your thought and create all this unnecessary suffering and misery? Then who are you? What are you? It becomes very clear. Then when you know that you are just a form and mind, chemically conditioned out for you to come to this world to live life, then use it. And that's all. This is a very good kind of tool for you to use. Use it with understanding. Don't be deceived and deluded by it and go and cling and hold on to everything where you can't even own your own form and mind. Understand? Uh. Okay? Uh, sadu, sadu, sadu. Oh, we better end. Uh. 10.35 already. Uh, today my wife alarm didn't ring. Oh, God. Uh, miss, I miss it. Oh. I was busy explaining. <laughs> Uh, normally there is a music or uh, <laughs> oh, different music uh, today. Same. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. So let us rejoice one more time. Uh. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Okay. Then we will do the sharing of marriage, transfer of marriage. Then we will do the blessing for the nation too. Uh, before we rejoice. Akasata Chabumata Devanaga Mahindika Punyang Tang Anamoditwa 
Cirang rakan tulo kasasana Eta wata camehi Sampadan punya sampadan Sabe dewa anumodantu Sabesampati sidia Idang menya tinang hotu Sukita hontunya teyo Idang menya tinang hotu Sukita hontunya teyo Idang menya tinang hotu Sukita hontunya teyo Dewa satu kalena Sasesampati hitu ce Tito bawa tu loko ce Raja bawa tu damiko Sadu Oh, sorry, sorry. We have to make our inspiration. Imina punyang kamena, mame bala samagamo, satang samagamo otu, yawa niwana patiya, sadu, sadu, sadu. Also go back and read through this book, especially page 14 and 19, the mind. You have to understand the mind. So there are two types of mind, the mundane mind and the true mind. They are on page 14 and 19. Eric was reading this and he was on the LRD. That's why after that, he has a lot of joy. He said, you cannot understand the two types of mind. You cannot understand the mind. You cannot meditate at all. You must know you have two minds. Yeah. Then later on, you will understand the true mind, which is your true nature. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Sadhu. Hmm. Okay. So you all can continue.
Good spiritual trip for all those uh, going on the trip, brother Theo, and all those going on the spiritual trip. Mm. Sorry, sorry.